This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden along with the sunshine. Well, well, Rita, yesterday we were on the uh, uh, radio with uh, Frank Carone, uh, the uh, chief, former chief of staff of, uh, of Eric Adams, Mayor Adams, and, and we recommended, we recommended all these migrants, why put them on a $700 a day room? Why spend $10 million a week on on, on uh, schools, uh, schools and hotels and, and hotels and maybe more 15 20 million dollars a week Rikers Island you got 30,000 rooms that are empty take the gel hey, take the the doors the, off the doors off <laughs> put beautiful put beautiful uh uh new uh decorations, decorations or whatever beds and everything put them on Rikers Island we never promised these migrants I, I look, I feel sorry for them. I love them, but we never promised them a rose garden. And guess what, John? Your idea is taking foot. Uh, I don't know if Frank had heard it before he was on with us, um, but your idea is taking foot. It was because in the New York Post today. It was in the Post today, the Daily News, and at the press conferences of these outraged parents who were furious that now the migrants are going to be in gyms next to their kids' schools, True. part of it. They came out Vito and said... Vito from, from uh, Staten Island, Craig Eaton from Brooklyn. All the schools were outraged. The parents were outraged. And you know what they said, You're John? You take the gyms away from the kids. And, John, they said, why not Rikers? I think they were listening to the show and listening to you. Well, we, did we, how does that song go again? Here we go. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I never promised you a rose garden. Well, we didn't listen. You know who's laughing in the background? I feel bad for them. But we didn't promise them a rose garden. We didn't. Why are they getting Red, better than American the citizens? In That's the, the studio, question. we have Judge Richard Weinberg. We have uh, Ed Cox, uh, GOP chairman, Congressman Peter King, and a special guest, the former mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy. You're laughing, Rudy. Yeah, Mayor Giuliani, how many rooms are there in Rikers Island? Uh, well, there used to be 20, 20,000, uh, although they got up to 23,000 people in there. Yeah. I think the max there under Koch or Dinkins was 23,000. When I was mayor, we got it down to about 8,000. 8, well, that's a lot of rooms. That's a lot yeah. of rooms. 10,000. Um, it, oh my God! Yeah, yeah, and it, you know you can. Your thirty thousand is not totally impossible. Uh, there's a lot of extra. Yeah, room. families could be in one. I mean, room I, or I, I didn't agree with the city giving it up. I think it's ridiculous to give it up. 
Uh, first of all, if it is inadequate, fix it. Right. Fix it the way you fix anything it's else. It's a lot cheaper than spending $20 million a week yeah. or $10 million yeah, a week. I mean, but they, they are gonna, and you can isolate them. No, That's I mean, the I mean, idea, I, too. I didn't agree with giving it up as a jail. <laughs> it's about as good and secure a jail as you're going to get. It's out of the neighborhoods. It's why de Blasio wants to distribute the prisoners so you can get a couple living next to you is a little ridiculous. But he's going to do it. You, you could even keep the prisoners, and they only take up about— 20% of Rikers Island, and you could Well, now, could take wait, wait, the whole rest of it. Not only right. that, could have been, it could have been used, it could have been used during uh, COVID, too. That wow. Mayor, yeah. J.P. Morgan, Morgan is spending $3.5 billion investment on Park Avenue for this new 100-story building, or whatever the amount of stories are, like, uh, a big building on Park Avenue, $3.5 billion, and they want to put Next, in, in next the to Roosevelt the Hotel. The Roosevelt Hotel and put the migrants in there. That's absurd. And they plan on having 850 rooms in that hotel with well, migrants. Who's going to invest money in New York if you keep doing that? No, and they, and you, they also, you have to remember, this is a different group of migrant than I think a lot of New Yorkers are used to. This isn't the migrant I dealt with 30 years ago, 20 years ago. 20, this isn't the Mexican coming over the border looking for a job in the hotel, looking for a job in the restaurant, looking for a job mostly in farming. These are mostly not Mexicans. They are all kinds of people, but they're screened by the Mexican cartels. Yeah, great. We get an extra little push toward criminals here because the Mexican cartels are using these people for a lot of functions, getting in record amounts of fentanyl, human trafficking, mm-hmm other forms of drugs, and helping ISIS, uh, as well as getting their own people installed in cities because they've become now an international organized crime group. They used to just be a little group in, in, in Mexico, you know, working for the Colombian cartels. They are now the Colombian cartels. They are now the mafia. Uh, if you go to Detroit, you have representatives of the Sinaloa cartel. In Detroit, it's no, it's a very sophisticated organization. It is no longer, you know, Pablo. And wow, this is this is as sophisticated, wh- as smart, and as rich. What does that mean for New Yorkers? Mafia. What does that mean for our safety? Because they are not vetting these people. You know what scares me, Rudy Giuliani? Know who the hell they are? We don't. And the few that they have caught, because <clears throat> this was amazing. We were talking about this before the show, Judge. That they have gotten six people on the terror watch list. One of them, an Afghan, one Afghan, exactly, in one day period, an Afghan, and the five others are Pakistani. You have to be one of the worst of the worst to be on that terror watch list. In a typical year, they get 10 on the terror watch list in a one day period. Over the weekend, they got five, Mr. So it's Mayor. Been 68 this month. 68? Scary. Now, now, let me tell you 68. something. Let me ask a silly question. Why do people go to, to Kennedy Airport? Why do you go to Los Angeles Airport? Take your belts off. Take your shoes off. Go through all these. Any terrorist that wants to get in, all they have to do is fly to Mexico City yeah. and walk over the border. I mean, give me a break. It is I mean, this ridiculous. Is, is now, Rudy, Rudy, as I recall, when you were mayor, there was no problem with immigrants. I mean, whatever was there was controlled. I mean, obviously, you know, there were illegals here, but there were they no were different people. Yeah, so there's there no problem. They really, what they used to make the point all the time, and, and a lot of Hispanics groups made this point, and they were right. They used to say, "Oh, don't, no, don't pick on the illegal immigrants; they commit less crime than the than the regular Americans." And they were right; they committed less murders, they committed I less robberies, it. 
They, they, it wasn't that there Rudy, wasn't. I a, supported Cesar Chavez but, with the farm workers. It, it, it they wasn't. They wanted to come here and work. It wasn't perfect. Nothing's perfect. They committed more crime than they should, but they weren't a real crime problem. But it wasn't a problem. It was an society, economic. Right. It was an economic problem yeah. more than a crime problem. And uh, and when you talk sanctuary city, it was totally different. Sanctuary city meant three exceptions. You turned in all the Ill- illegals, all of them, had to turn them all in. Or the federal government come after you and take your money away. However, the federal government, and Koch worked this out, the federal government allowed you. That was Reagan, right? He worked it out with Reagan because yeah, yeah. Reagan was sympathetic to them. Uh, number one, you, you did not turn them in if they were putting their children in school. So if they showed up with little John, you didn't ask him, are you an illegal? You just put him in school. You just, every kid got put in school. Sensible, otherwise you'd have 50,000 kids running around the street, nobody accounting for them, and a lot of crime, and for them and others. Number two, if they went to a hospital with an emergency, you took care of them out of humanity. So you're not, they're not going to die. Yeah, otherwise you have plagues going through the community. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, f- and three, if they were the victim of a crime and they wanted to report the crime, you weren't going to write down they were an illegal. That was it. Every other illegal got... Uh, so this thing now morphs into... We don't tell you if they kill somebody. We don't tell you they if don't they even rape know. somebody. They we don't, don't even tell you. know, Rudy. We don't that's even bother to care. Uh, we're going to put you on welfare. You can vote. You can vote. I mean, they had the city council voted so they can vote. I was on Fox yesterday, <laughs> and they asked me a question. Uh, well, you guys own Gristides and uh, D'Agostino. Uh, would you hire these uh, immigrants? I says, first of all, they need paperwork from the city. Second of all... I am concerned. I love immigrants. I'm an immigrant. My family was immigrants. All, all of us are immigrants. Yep. I go, except Ed Cox. He came over to Mayflower. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Other than Ed Cox. Yeah. Other than Ed. There's an exception in every room. Yeah, John, I, came, I came from very upper class Irish. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. We need a test. We need a test. You know what that means? He wasn't eating potatoes. <laughs> And, I, and I'm Native American, just like Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Oh, Pocahontas. <laughs> no, I forgot what I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. You were an immigrant. I'm an immigrant. I believe, no, oh, oh, working I in the believe, grocery store. I'm an, I believe in immigration. <laughs> I, I, I love... I, 85% of Gristini's and, and, and D'Agostino, 85% are immigrants. So 85% of them are, are minorities. They said, would you hire these uh, migrants? I said... My only concern is, if they have the paperwork, my only concern is there's no checks and balances. We don't know if these people were thrown out of jails in, in Venezuela or thrown out of jails. Or we don't know if they're drug dealers. They haven't been vetted. By the so, way, John, I want to also, you said also something else on Fox Business. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You said that you also have 85% minorities, right, guess, working. Yes, absolutely. That's a really powerful number because you certainly are somebody yeah. who brings in all minorities. But 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 I'm just concerned because my minorities, my uh, my blacks and brown people are worried that I'm going to, uh, if I hire the wrong person, they're going to kill them. Yeah, well, and by the way, today, parents, John, that were outraged outside of schools in Brooklyn came out and they were saying, this guy who's the head of the PTA said he cannot believe, first of all, that cra- that now these migrants are going to be next door to their kids. And they feel like they are treated like second class citizens next to the migrants. That's a problem when Americans feel like they are not given priority, but Judge. If, but in the schools, you're going to have, they're saying they're going to have one cop 
watching all these people? Yeah, so that's what they're you saying. You know who they are. You haven't fed them. Where's the security for the kids when they're right in the gym, right next to the classrooms? I'd be it's terrified. It's absolutely ridiculous. And what are they going to do, God forbid, with the first rape or the first murder? What happens there, Mr. Mayor? Uh, it becomes a panic, you know, and, and, and the point that Pete brought out is really important. Uh, a lot of us grew up with a certain image. By the way, don't say of, that about Pete. He's in the room. It's going to no, go to his no, head that he made a good point. The difference, in the, the difference in the quality, <laughs> the difference in the quality, these are not the immigrants of 30 years ago or that Pete and I would deal with when he was in Congress or that you remember. In the, it's a different group. It doesn't mean they're all bad, and it doesn't mean there aren't some of them are wonderful people that are just here. It means that the proportion of problems is much, much greater now. Yeah, but we, we don't know. And that's why well, we, we do know, John. We had Ellis Island. We, we do know when we see the people that we have taken in, the percentages of, of problems have gone up. Like like Rita points out, percentage of the problems have gone up. It's like twenty percent more have criminal records, fifteen percent more have mental backgrounds. But it stands to reason the cartels are making deals to bring these people in. These people are vetted. <laughs> they're by, vetted the by the cartels, right. and they're making yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to have... We're going to go to the border. Todd. Oh, Todd Benzman. Benzman, and he's on the border of uh, and finding out, getting an update of what the heck is going on in the borders. Let's take that break first. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Common Sense Recap of the Day's Biggest Stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. Well, we never promised a rose garden to the immigrants. We want to help people. We want to save people. But we don't. We, we didn't promise them seven hundred dollar a day hotel rooms. But you know what they might be promising them, John, in California. There's a plan that would give migrants three hundred dollars a day for up to twenty weeks. They're well, talking about it in California. Okay, let's let's call up the city council. I think New York City Council will offer double coupon. <laughs> double the three hundred dollars. I mean, they, they, no. they look at what California is doing. And they want to no. better it. Yeah, they want to one-up it. Oh, my goodness. Well, what do you think, Peter? Double coupons in New York? I don't know. Maybe triple. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Who Mr. Do we Mayor? Wait, we got to get Mr. Mayor's take on that first real quick. I, I kind of like I, I like where we started better. Rikers Island. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> well, let's bring in, to your point, John, let's bring in Todd Benzman, uh, author. Also, he has just come back. From the border. Um, Todd, by the way, we saw this big image in, in the post um, where it was basically showing the U.S. government letting people in the gate, like facilitating. Talk about basically what looks like coordination with the U.S. government and the Mexican government. Well, yes. Um, uh, as I uh, revealed last week in a story for uh, Center for Immigration Studies, there is 
very close collusion between the U.S. government and the Mexican government. The Mexican government, of course, does not want any of these people on its territory. It's in their national interest to make sure that they just move on and become the U.S. problem. And the United States wants all of them, as many as they can possibly move in. And so uh, they found a uh, mutual, uh, you know, their interest dovetail. So uh, they have been, the Americans have been letting the Mexicans know when to send the swimmers over the river and and how many. And when they're uh, full up, they tell the Mexicans to hold them back. And it just goes on like that. So I'm not at all surprised to see the gate thing happening. Uh, It's called controlled flow. It's never been made public uh, that this is happening between the U.S. government and Mexico. Shows a complete acquiescence to uh, open borders and uh, not to the law, which says you must stop, detain, deport, block, deter. How bad is it on the border? You've been there. You know, when I hear these officials and I hear every time I hear Mallorca saying, it's not, you know, everything is fine. It's not open. It's secure. What goes through your head? I saw it looks like a third world country in some of the images that we've seen of late on both sides of the border. Well, right now they're actually in a pause. There is a bit of a pause uh, as as the immigrant uh, population. They're uh, estimated to be about 120,000 waiting in Mexico to see how the new policy is going to pan out for them. They're looking to see if the brand new policy that started on May 12th, Title Eight expedited removal, will actually let them into the country. When they find that out, they will surge again. So everything kind of stopped and slowed down on May 12th. Uh, there's still some traffic coming in, about 4,000 a day, 4,400 a day in all different areas. Why the pause? Why is it less, uh, uh, was it the initial uh, uh, attack or whatever? Yeah, well, so what was happening is you have Title 42, which was an instant uh, pushback policy that was somewhat deterring when Donald Trump had it and had been peeled back, you know, pared back quite a bit under uh, Biden, but it was still there. And they were using it to push some certain number back, 30% back, into Mexico without giving them access to asylum. That ended at midnight of May 11. And it was the fear that the new replacement policy was actually going to block them that caused that surge. People wanted to get in while the getting was good under Title 42. Now we have Title 8. It's a whole new policy. And it kind of dried up. The surge kind of stopped, and there's this pause, or it's a lot less of a surge, 4,000 yesterday, uh, which is still a huge number. Uh, But once the uh, immigrants start to learn that the new policy is going to let them in, too, you'll see that surge back on. And uh, I am hearing right now that the new policy, which is supposed to be all tough and Trumpian, is letting everybody in just like before. So it's only a matter of time before they catch Mayor Giuliani. Yeah, uh, Todd, uh, th- one of the things that is supposed to happen is that uh, if 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 you don't apply for outside the United States and you come in and you're arrested, there's a presumption that you're not entitled to asylum and you're thrown out. But the law is very tricky. It says it's a rebuttable presumption. And if you can state good reasons, they'll let you in. 
So this is, I think, the hook under which the Biden administration right. can let everybody in. It's the same uh, people making the decision. They just say, oh, yeah, you made a case. Uh, we'll hear your case three years from now. Earliest. <laughs> I guarantee that's going to happen. I, I, I negotiated the policy for Ronald Reagan years ago to, uh, to do the same thing in Haiti when people were leaving Haiti. They were all coming to Florida, and we put boats outside of Port-au-Prince. We stopped them, and we did the asylum proceeding in Haiti, and we stopped 100000 a month. That was challenged for two years in the court and finally held constitutional. So unless the Supreme Court wants to change, wants to change the ruling, this should be constitutional, but they're going to screw the whole thing up. They're not going to, they're going to, it's a good, on paper, it's a great policy, but they're not going to follow it. Right. Well, I suspect you are a lawyer. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely, you, yeah, you totally nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, that is what, it's the, the, the operative word here is rebuttable presumption against asylum. And the rebuts are going to take time, and time is on the immigrant's side. If you can buy yourself more than a few days' time, they're going to let you go. And once they let you go, and I'm hearing that that is happening right now, stay tuned to my uh, reporting because I'm, I'm one source away from putting this thing out, that they are – uh, releasing them on their uh, own recognizance. Of course. OR, and, um, and that it's because they held their ground on, on their asylum declines. They held their ground and said, we want to appeal. And that now is taking 10 days. They're not holding them for 10 days. They're letting them go with a notice to appear and- at some future date. That's just, and exactly then they disappear. The entire- and they disappear forever. Right, and they disappear. And that's exactly what the entire world is waiting to hear right now from their friends, relatives, neighbors on cell phone networks. It's not going to be cartel disinformation like they're telling you. Yep. No immigrant that I've ever met gets their information from the cartels. The only credible information that they get uh, that they will accept and act on is from their friends and relatives who just got in. Wow. Well, Todd, yeah. you have been doing some blockbuster reporting. Todd, Keep us yes. posted. Thank you. Todd, thank you so much for keeping us posted, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you. I appreciate being thank here. Thank you. Uh, this uh, An hour ago, we had with us uh, uh, Governor, uh, not Governor, the yet, Attorney General. General. Attorney General Dave Yost from Ohio to get an update of what's going on in Ohio, middle America. Let's play that. With us in the studio today is Attorney General David Yost from Ohio, Middle America. And they had that big problem with the railroads uh, there a month ago, two months ago. And uh, uh, Attorney General Yost, give us an update. What the heck is going on? Are all the people well now? Is, is everything cleaned up? Well, it's in the process of being cleaned up. Whether the people are well or not is something we're going to have to pay attention to for a while, right? I mean, here in, Absolutely. In, in New York, how long did it take before the after effects of uh, 9-11 started? 20 years and still people exactly. are still being treated. Exactly. So this is a long-term thing. It's why I sued the railroad, make sure that they keep their promises to the people. Uh, understood. Uh, and, uh, and how toxic was the, those chemicals? And 
and uh, and people are hearing that uh, there has been other railroad problems. Have there been? Yeah, uh, and particularly Norfolk Southern has got a, a really bad derailment record. Uh, fortunately, most of them don't spill poisons or toxins, um, but they actually have had more incidents than a lot of the other railroads. Uh, as far as what was spilled, some of it is going to you know resolve itself. Some of this stuff is going to be around for a while, I believe, and is pretty dangerous. Um, dioxins in the soil. Um, the uh, So that's going to last for a while. Yes, sir. And and we've got the that, – that's close to the Ohio River, you know. So we've got all these uh, underground water and then the str- surface streams and their beds. So there's a lot going on here. And uh, has uh, Norfolk Southern uh, – uh, taking precautions so it doesn't happen again? Well, that's part of what we're talking about. Uh, they want to write a check and say it's all good. We want to make sure that this doesn't happen again, that reasonable precautions are taken. Now, you're Attorney General of a fairly large state in our country. Uh, tell us what are the problems you're having uh, 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 being Attorney General. Well, the biggest thing is coming out of Washington, D.C., uh, that system is broken. The president is trying to act like a one-man Congress. Um, they're trying to unilaterally just all by themselves turn over the entire economy and go carbon-free. We're going to transition away from carbon fuels over time. Doing it at this breakneck, reckless pace and disrupting the entire economy, uh, we're going to break the, the energy grid uh, and there's chaos ahead along this road. That's why we're challenging their legal authority to do a lot of the rulemaking they're doing. There's no way they can do what they're trying to do and change the whole world in 10 years. And uh, that's what I'm afraid of, that Washington being afraid uh, that there might be a transition in 2024 will try to get everything done in a year and a half. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They're rushing everything. Um, and I and other attorneys general and my colleagues are going to court to hit the brakes and tell them, you've got to do this right. You've got to go through the whole process. Uh, when you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, wh- what are you worrying about mostly? Energy. I Honestly, we're making all these electric cars. We've got all these electronics and, and our computers and everything else is going uh, more and more electronic. Energy demand is spiking. And yet we're taking uh, generating capacity off off the grid. I know that's kind of dry and boring, but ask yourself, if you woke up tomorrow and the entire electricity grid was out for two weeks. Well, the way, the, the way things are going now, you won't be able to, the, the, you won't be able to cook your food. You won't be able to drive a car. You won't be able to, uh, uh, whatever. I mean, you, America will come into a standstill if the grid ever went down. Your cell phone won't work. Your radio won't work. Uh, everything's going to the electric, and it's a huge pressure point for our economy. We need to be smart about this. Uh, anything you else want? Anything else you want to tell the rest of America? You're middle America. You're the guys in the middle that that have common sense. Well, listen to WABC because that's <laughs> the voice of common sense in New York. Thank you so much. And I hear a rumor that your term limited is Attorney General. True. And you're thinking of running for uh, governor in uh, 2026? Is it? 
well, that could actually happen. We'll uh, see. There's a lot of years between now and then, right? But uh, I, I love the work that I'm doing for the people. Well, Attorney General David Yost, thank you for all the good things you do for the people of Ohio and speak out for the people in America. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you, sir. Good to be with you. God bless. Breaking news, WABC. Wow, an interesting interview. And big news now, Mayor Eric Adams of New York is saying that 50% of New York City's hotel rooms are currently filled with migrants. We're going to have a Where lot more details. Where do you put details. the tourists? If you don't have tourists, you don't have income. That's amazing. And the other big story, Rudy, is, and, and we're trying to verify it uh, because uh, control of Dinapoli has not come on. We asked him yesterday and we asked him again today that that sales tax revenues could be down for the month of April as much as 39%. Oh, wow. If the sales tax revenue is down 39%, who's going to pay for the uh, budget? Uh-huh. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You're commuting home with Cats and Cosby. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back. And Rita, that was breaking. 50% of all the hotel rooms right now are migrants. What, what happens to the tourists? They're the ones that spend the money. And how about the people that do spend the money, get into a top, you know, a four-star hotel, and they're in there and half of it's filled with migrants. I mean, you really want to be taking the elevator down or walking the hallways? That's a great point. And by the way, we were, hearing, control, uh, we were hearing some estimates, John, that there may be up to 100,000 plus hotel rooms in New York City. So that means 50,000, 100. We're seeing 121, 107. Rudy, go ahead. What are you? 107,000 in 2015. Yeah. And I'm hearing that it was uh, about uh, three years ago was 121. So if you look at those numbers, um, we're talking over 50,000. Uh, migrant 50,000 hotel rooms occupied by migrants, individuals, or families. That is a stunning number, Peter King. Yeah, first of all, who's paying that? That's, that's what it's we, are. Exactly. we are. That's the point, make, we are. That's the point of making there's no state or federal all reimbursement. Right, we got that. some other breaking news. And um, breaking news WABC. Well, maybe, maybe there's uh, looks like there's a bipartisan effort to save AM and FM radios in, in America. Uh, the Senate and the Congress and uh, have vote, have not voted yet, introduced. have introduced a bill to, to, to save AM radio and, and FM radio. And with us today is the uh, the president of the New York State Broadcasters Association, uh, Dave Donovan. Dave Donovan, what's going on? Well, John, this is great news for AM listeners, for your listeners and other, and the 82 million people in the United States that rely on AM. Um, A bill was introduced today called the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. And as you said, it was a bipartisan bill in both the House and the Senate. And if you look at this, in the Senate, it was introduced by Ed Markey and endorsed by Ted Cruz. 
It was signed on to by um, Senator Ben Ray Lujan, out of Democrat out of New Mexico, and also signed on to by J.D. Vance, Republican out of Ohio. <laughs> Timmy Baldwin is on there as a Democrat out of Wisconsin, and Deb Fisher, Republican out of Nebraska in the House. Josh Goffmeyer out of, uh, as, you, as you've had on the, the station before, Republican out of New Jersey. But you also have Rob Menendez, Democrat out of New Jersey, has signed on. And I can go on and on. But what you dad, have, I'm sure his dad will go along with it, too. Absolutely. What you have here is a pure, and, and you really see this anymore, a pure bipartisan support for a bill. And so what would this bill do? What it does is it requires NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, to issue a rule within one year that requires all vehicles manufactured, imported, or shipped in the United States to be able to receive AM signals and play the content of AM stations. It has to be standard equipment, which means no separate fee or surcharge for this. This has to be standard equipment. They, they, they wanted car. to charge nine ninety nine to every American who gets AM radio for free. Oh, absolutely. And so this makes it mandates that, that when this rule is passed in a year, that it would be standard equipment. It also has to be in a conspicuous place in the dashboard, so you sort of can't hide it under five layers of buttons and trying to find it. Now, you got some, you have some auto manufacturers that have already hidden or taken out AM receivers. BMW, Volkswagen, Mazda, Tesla. A friend of mine today, I won't say her last name, Christine, tried to buy a BMW and, and didn't have a and didn't have an AM radio. She was very angry. Exactly. And of course Ford's taken it out of both their electric vehicles and their their regular cars as well in, in 2024. What this bill requires is that um, the automobile makers have to put warning labels on the car saying that it doesn't have an AM radio. And so people will know. And this is a huge step in, in the right direction. There's also a study that the GAO has to look at in terms of how we can um, get emergency alerts out to people. Uh, are there other ways to do it or what have you? But this bill is a huge step forward. Absolutely. You know? And Dave, this is Rita Cosby. Um, as a broadcaster my whole career, I, I am so thrilled that you and John um, are pushing for this. It is so important because the, it's, a, it's the emergency. If the grid goes down, uh, they have no other alternative for so many individuals all the, over America. The AM radio reaches 97% of all Americans during an emergency time. If the gr grid goes down... The way they wanted to do it is you don't have a car to drive because you can't plug it in. You don't have a radio. You can't eat because your stove is going to be gas. Sounds like a great world. Wow. How scary is that? Uh, Judge Weinberg, you've got a question for Dave Donovan, who's the president of New York State Mr. Broadcasters Donovan. Association. Stop. It's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. Let me, I, I read the, uh, the piece in the paper about this proposed legislation. Let me tell you what I think is a, a flaw in the legislation. I think cars that are being produced now do not have to have this retrofitted. All they have to do is give them notice that it doesn't have an AM radio. So I'm saying if you really want to protect the American public, any car that's produced that's coming in now, they should re retroactively make it that they have to retrofit the car to put it in AM, bring it back to the dealer, 
to have it fixed. What do you say about that? Well, I think the, 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 I think that it'd be great if you could get that. I think the issue that you have there is that the chip that receives both AM and FM is in the car already. And they haven't activated the AM chip, but what they've also done is other things. For example, not putting the antenna in the car that can receive an AM signal. So there were some technical issues regarding retrofitting. It gets a little bit more complex. But I think the key issue here is that putting that label on there and telling people that they can't get a an AM radio in the car will affect their buying decisions. But more importantly, within a year, yeah. any car manufactured or sold in the U.S. is going to have to have an AM radio in it. And, so, and Dave, Dave I, I, I've been told by people in Washington, and I won't tell you who told me, uh, mm-hmm. It was at the uh, FCC and, and FEMA that they, they the radios are going to be are in there, and all they have to do is put a thirty dollar uh, what do you call it cover on the uh, hmm. uh, on the thing. Yeah, that's all work. they had to do. That's what. Yes. Um, in yeah. fact, uh, it's all it's all BS. They want to charge every consumer nine dollars ninety nine cents. And uh, Congressman I, I Peter that, King, you got a question? King? Yeah, yeah. This is Pete King. First of all, good talking hey, with you. How you been? Great. Uh, I've been fine. To me, the most important thing about that Senate bill is the you know, the cross section. If you have Ted Cruz and Ed Markey, I don't know if they've ever been on, on the same bill before. So to have people like but, that. By and, the way, that's why we were all yeah. laughing, going, so, oh, my goodness, what an I mean, interesting yeah. combo. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole time I was in Congress, I never saw them agree on anything. So to have them agree on this, and also people like Tammy Baldwin is very liberal. Then you have uh, J.T. Vance. I mean, you're talking about a real cross-section of the Senate. So that, to me, is the most yeah. hopeful part of this. Uh, Dave Donovan, uh, New York State Broadcasters President, thank you very much for coming on. Stay on top of it. Don't let them uh, fool American people. John, we're heading heading down to D.C. to lobby the entire New York delegation on this issue. So well, we're thank you. Thank you hard. so much. If you need us, WABC, for anything, we're here. Let's, uh, let's go to Dr. Peter Mihalos right now. Absolutely. And by and the way, there's another problem. Another problem with marijuana, and it's killing people. And and by the way, before we go to Peter, also, I just want to mention to everybody, Laura Trump is going to be on the show. Uh, she's going to be coming up after in just a few minutes after the break, but I just want to make sure everybody knows to stay tuned to that. And uh, sorry to interrupt you there, John. Go to Peter. Dr. Peter, there's information that I've heard, and I think you've heard it too, that the, the new marijuana out there is laced with something that's hurting people a great deal. Yeah, the new marijuana is called spice, and it's a synthetic cannabinoid. And one of the problems is that it has side effects. And one of the side effects, it makes your heart race and go fast. And the gentleman who uh, was uh, having his erratic behavior episode and harassing people on the subway was was, uh, told by his uncle that he was on that. And by raising your heart rate, and plus you're under strain and and, then that whole... uh, Thing that ensued that also contributes to having a heart attack possibly or going into an arrhythmia so it doesn't really help but the probably bigger problem is the mental health crisis and women are being attacked and harassed daily in new york but the me too movement seems to be silent it only seems that they're interested if the person who's the abuser has a bank account or a credit score i hate to say that but it's true but everybody's being silent while women are being harassed. I hear it from nurses who work at Bellevue every day. They're being harassed, walking around even just the area around the hospital, and nobody seems to do anything. And even if they call uh, for help, nobody might. somebody might show up an hour later. It's not a priority. So we need to address the mental health crisis and the K2 that's in the marijuana. 
also causes violent behavior, and it also causes erratic could behavior. Could that be possible that's what we that, that subway uh, guy? Could that be the reason? Well, his uncle said that he was on it, and his uncle said that he was using it for depression. That's not what you use for depression. Hmm. The Dr. state assembly Dr. is, is ultimately responsible. Dr. Pika, how, how long does it take to get the uh, toxicology report back on that? No, it should have been out already, but I don't think that they want to produce it right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And, and doctor, the, you know they're not producing it because it's not helpful. Right. Of course it is. There's 40, 42 arrests. I know that. I mean, I know that. A woman's all orbital, these years. Uh, he attacked a woman, a, a man uh, who, who, who smashed his orbit. I mean, that's a serious fracture. That person should have been arrested and should be in a mental health program. We failed them. The state assembly immediately has to give judges the discretion to evaluate degree of dangerousness. And at a minimum, if someone is a psychiatric Hmm. patient or has schizophrenia, that should be a mandatory admission for a mental health facility. Doctor, how many how many of these mass murderers that we've had, you know, in the last five, six years, how many do you think were affected by a a lot of them are schizophrenics, right? And, and, and the connection between marijuana and schizophrenia has been pretty well established, right? Yeah, no, yes, of course. Not only that, even the Tennessee person, which was a girl converting to a boy, was getting testosterone shots. When you overdose somebody with testosterone shots who's a teenager, their hormones are raging, and that causes wow. violent, aggressive behavior. So it's not just drugs. It's this whole hormonal thing, too, that's causing big problems. And even regular men who are on testosterone therapy, guess what? They're more aggressive and they're hypersexual. And that's just the reality of life. Wow, scary stuff. Well, uh, Dr. Peter well, Miklos. Dr. Peter, Peter Miklos, we got another special guest on the, on the phone. You're welcome to stay on. But uh, Rita, let's go to your special guest today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have the one and only Laura Trump, of course, uh, the daughter-in-law of former President Trump, also frequent advisor and surrogate uh, to the former president. Laura, great to have you here on the show on Cats and Cosby. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know what took me so long, but thank you for having me. It's great to be with you guys. Yeah, and by the way, Laura, before we get into the topics, you and I saw each other. What was it? Uh, tell us real quick about the animal event, because we all love animals on yes. the show. Oh, you're so sweet. Yes, Rescue Dogs Rock NYC. Um, I have one of my dogs named Ben from them. They rescue animals from across the country who need a lot of medical treatment, and then they find them great homes. Adopt, don't shop. Always love to throw it out there. Supposedly Lara, support your local animal rescue. John, John Katzmatidis. We got a major problem. Me and my daughter were in Central Park feeding the squirrels we could, <laughs> on Sunday. We couldn't find any squirrels. Uh, oh, the, no. the, people were saying to me that the rat poison they put out for the for the rats uh, uh, might be killing the squirrels too. I haven't heard that, but you know, I, I know that it's a problem with, with dogs. You got to watch your animals. I had a friend's dog die from eating rat poison in New York City not too long ago. So, well, wow. Yeah, somebody, uh, if you have anybody that can check it out, we, we can't lose our squirrels. Yeah, 1,000%. Well, maybe that's something Donald Trump can run on, too, in 2024. Uh, Let's uh, save the squirrels. Yeah, He'll yeah. protect save the border. Save the squirrels in Central Park. <laughs> we protect the squirrels and protect the border. By the way, Laura, I got to ask you about this big breaking news that just came out. Eric Adams of New York just came out and said that 50% of New York City's hotel rooms are filled with migrants. That's like over 50,000 hotel rooms filled with uh. illegal migrants here in our city. Yeah, who would have ever thought we'd see a day like this come? I mean, it's really insane. And and the, the truth of it all is that was also preventable, Rita. I think that's the frustration 
that people in New York have, that people on the border have had for so long. The reason all of these people are coming to America right now is because Joe Biden and our borders are, and I say that in air quotes, um, Kamala Harris invited them here. They told them all that they know this is the time to come. They have been pouring over our border at such a rate that it is unsustainable for America. In April alone, you had over 211,000 people cross over our southern border. That is a 337 percent increase for the month of April from the time that Donald Trump was in office to right now. It is preposterous. And then, of course, you see, well, where are we sending these people? And a lot of them are sent to New York. And what is New York doing with them? They're putting them in hotel rooms. I'm sure a lot of people are aware that in Orange County, New York, this past weekend, uh, veterans were kicked out of their hotel rooms for illegal immigrants because the veterans veterans, uh, group was, yeah. veterans were kicked out of a hotel room in Orange County because they were able to pay $88 a room and the city of New York for the illegal immigrants was able to pay $200 a room. Shame on that hotel. Served, yeah, our country who risked their lives to keep us the freest country in the world and the most incredible nation on earth are kicked out of their hotel rooms and sleeping on the streets for people who are breaking our laws to come here. It's absolutely we insane. Told we told Mayor Adams it. yesterday on the air in front of a million listeners, possibly a million listeners, is fill up Rikers Island. You take, take the jail cells off. We got 30,000 rooms there. Fill up Rikers Island. Why are we paying $20 million a day or $10 million a day? What do you think, Laura Trump? Well, I mean, gosh, it, it would be a solution, at least of some sort. And perhaps it would disincentivize people from coming here. Because well, the truth is, people know when they come here, what do you get? You get a free cell phone. You get a bus yeah. ticket. You get a flight. You get put up in a nice hotel room uh, Lara, in the most expensive you, city you know the song, in, the, in the world. Lara, you know the song we're playing uh, today? I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. See, That's our message told, to migrants. We never promised them a rose garden. <laughs> we promised them food and, and shelter. You know what's happening also, John? And Laura, I can't wait to get your take on this. How sad is this that they are filling up gyms with school next to schools that are part of schools in New York City? Pre-K elementary schools, Laura Trump. I mean, again, who would have ever thought we would see this? And the the problem, too, that I think a lot of people have is, look, we all want to do the right thing and we all want to help people in need. But these people are breaking our laws to come here. We're incentivizing it to happen. And then you think about the people who do not wish us well who come here. Think about the people on the terrorist watch list that have been caught, 88 of them so far, uh, coming over into our country. Think about the ones who haven't been caught. Think about the people mixing in to these groups. What if they are in a gym beside your child in, you know, anywhere in a school across America, but at least here in New York? That is terrifying. And that's something that really, I think, is mind boggling to so many parents. Uh, Peter King, you've got a question for Laura Trump. Yeah, Larry, it's Pete Kane. It's good to talk to you. Let me just say, uh, you know, people can say maybe the Durham report didn't go far enough, but I, I'm glad it's on record how the FBI and the CIA and all of them, how they slandered your father-in-law. I was on the Intelligence Committee during all those hearings. There was never one ounce, never one inch, nothing at all showing any collusion. And to me, this is one of the worst scandals in American history. To have a, a, an elected president, both before his election and afterwards, being basically called a traitor and having millions of dollars spent on investigations and the Times and Washington Post getting Pulitzer Prizes. It's an absolute disgrace. I hope the president feels at least partially vindicated by this because he was right from day one. 
Uh, Laura, yeah, it's Ed, I, Ed I, Cox here, and it, there, actually there was collusion, but it's between the Clinton yeah. campaign and the FBI with in Russian order to create the appearance of the Russian collusion. I mean, that's that report is very damning. How's the family feel about it? Well, look, I, I think uh, to say vindicated, yeah, you could look at it that way, but look at the damage that has been done. Yep. Look at the damage they did to our country. Look at the tens of millions of taxpayer dollars wasted on something they knew in the FBI from the very beginning right. was fake. It was nonsense. They did it for political reasons. And when do we get our reputation back as a family? When do we get the $20 million of taxpayer money back as citizens of this country, the two years that they dragged us all through the Mueller investigation? L- Lara, and don't forget that, by the way, Donald Trump as president had to deal with this garbage hanging over his head and yet still did an incredible job as president of the United States. And dragged the country through it, like you yeah, brought Laura, up, Laura. I, I, I mean, it's outrageous. Yeah, I was, I was, I was in the room when uh, Don Jr. was being harassed for four, five, six hours. And again, nothing came out of it. But if you listen to CNN that night, you thought he was the number one Soviet spy in the country. Absolute disgrace. You're right. How, how do you get your reputation back from that? Laura, the, the, this is Rudy Giuliani. The... Uh, Laura, we got a full the, house here, the, as you can tell. The horrible thing is uh, that report could have been out before the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. There's right. nothing. I read through it, and maybe there were 10, 12 things in it that weren't available then, none of which are critical. Uh, and I think it was deliberately held up. And second, it's, it's pathetic that nobody is going to suffer the slightest consequence as the result of that. And that's a disgrace, both for the guy who wrote it and for Barr. Laura, let me ask you, what do you think should happen as a result, to Rudy's point? Well, I think there should be some accountability, Rita. I mean, my goodness, this is the United States of America. This is not a banana republic, and that is how we're operating. Guess where they put, you know, the political opponents, they do this sort of thing in communist countries, not in America. And you can't just get away with this and say, well, we're going to sweep it under the rug. And I'd like to ask about people like Adam Schiff who had the smoking gun every day a news camera was around. That guy was jumping in front of it, convincing Peter the American King, people that there was you something have disclosure. that wasn't. Oh, yeah, King, you have disclosure on Adam Schiff. Really? Well, Adam Schiff. I can tell you 20 examples of absolute lies by Adam Schiff. And I saw what he did. He, he should be in big trouble for what he did, including violating the rules of the uh, House Intelligence Committee. Laura, thank you. You are terrific. Thank you so thank much you. for being with us. you got to come back thank on you, again Laura. soon. We love you, Laura. Anytime, guys. Thanks a thank lot. You. Thank and you, I want to thank uh, uh, Peter, Congressman Peter King, Ed Cox, New York State Chairman, Justice, uh, ju- not Justice, Judge uh, Richard <laughs> No, Justice Reinberg. is right. Justice and, is right. And and Mayor uh, Giuliani, thank you guys. It's for been a great show. Crea- creating a forum, a great show for all New Yorkers. Rita. And we tell the truth. And what do we all stand for? Truth, truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America.